Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor, and I'm your host for today. Friends, it has been an incredible journey as we have really been trying to experience the Holy Land through the eyes of people who've been there, through pastors who are teaching about it, and I'm so glad that you have been a part of this experience with us. How does the word really come alive when you go to the Holy Land? And what about immersing in this experience completely changes the relationship with Jesus? Friends, that's what we are talking all about today. And it is my pleasure to welcome to our show, Marilee Burmeister. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thank you, Deb. It's just a joy to be here. I am so thrilled. And and this is a, a bucket list thing for me, for sure, as it was going to the Holy Land. I... I still pinch myself as to whether I was really there because the whole experience was so surreal. And um, I think as a child, I was brought up in the Christian church, in the Christian home, and church was always important to us. And so I've learned all these Bible stories from little on. And so to walk in the steps where Jesus walked and preached, it was just absolutely incredible. We were told early on that it would not be a trip. It would be a journey because it is a lot of work. I mean, they kept you busy on my journey. They kept us busy, you know, all day long. And we would see eight to 10 beautiful sights every day, one more precious than the next. Well, we're going to get to that journey, Mary Lee, mm-hmm. in just a moment. We have just got to let people know a little bit about you, a little bit about your background, and how you even got to go on this experience journey in the first place. All right. So like, have you always lived in the Bemidji region? No, actually, I'm from southwestern Minnesota. I grew up on a farm. And I went to a Christian school through 12 grades. I went to a public high school, but eight grades of Christian school. And then uh, my college was also a Christian school, graduated from a Christian school and taught in a Christian school for the first four years of my teaching. And then, uh, um, we moved, I, I got, I moved, was in the cities, in the Twin Cities and taught there for four years. Then my husband and I moved to Ely and I did, I did some subbing when I was there. And then we moved to Bemidji and, uh, I taught here for 25 years. And wow. yes, it, it, it has gone by very, very quickly. Oh my gosh. And well, and you even met my husband. Yes. Through this, the years of teaching, which yes. was so great. He was and so he excited just, you were here. He, I <laughs> love your husband. He is just a sweetheart. Oh, and uh, it was always such a pleasure to work with him. Absolutely. So yes. one of the things that intrigues me so much about you going to the Holy Land is that you had this upbringing mm-hmm. in this Christian upbringing you had read the word, all these things, and you at some point had this desire of the heart to go to yes. the Holy Land. Yes. What prompted you or what was that inspiration of wanting to go? Well, I think I always wanted to go. It's always, always on my bucket list. Who does? Who wouldn't want to go to that land where Jesus walked and taught? I think what happened is as my, I've gotten older, I've thought of the safety part of it more than anything, whether it was safe to go. And I had the opportunity to go with a former pastor and his wife, and his son was actually going to be the leader of the tour. And they encouraged me to go. So, you know, they said it's perfectly safe, and they had been there many, many, many times. And so I felt very safe in their company. My husband was not able to go, and I felt bad about that, and he did too. But he had just had a serious health issue and didn't want to risk leaving leaving the United States. So my older son went with, 
And um, it was the most incredible, unforgettable journey of my entire life. I mean, it's just to experience all these places and see these places, see where Jesus was born. I mean, who does that? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So let's go back to this. You decide you're going on this Mm -hmm. journey, this experience. Yes. And I'm curious about in advance of going, did you spend any time preparing for this so that maybe when you were going there, you were like, oh, my goodness, I had actually practiced uh, the scripture around this a little bit or... Or, or was it literally you just said, no, I'm going to show up and just take it all in? Well, because the leaders, my, they, and my former pastor and his, the son is also a pastor in San Diego and our, my former pastor is in Arizona. Uh, I, I didn't have a lot of prep ahead of time. However, they did say, you know, to just refresh your memory on scripture, which we did. My son and I both did. And, um, uh, they did give us some, you know, just some information on, uh, information to know. But uh, yes, we didn't have a lot of information, I guess, ahead of time. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. the reason I ask this is for some people, they spend, you know, like a ton of time preparing and some others don't. And it's it's actually interesting, like you were actually experiencing almost like a fresh eyes even in a different way, right? Yes. Because you yes. hadn't just been so, yes. you know, in this place of, yes. you know, here's what to expect. Here's what to expect. It's like yes. you could actually immerse into it. Yes. And really let God do the work of, of what you're experiencing in the moment. Exactly. So I, lo- I love everybody has a different experience, right? Of course. It, mm-hmm. And they're not right. They're not wrong. It's no. just, it is what it is, Yes, but it influences the way that you experience it. Of course it does. So you get on this plane, this group of people, you land. Talk to me about like just your first, like what were uh, you thinking when you first landed? It's just incredible. You you know, I flew from Bemidji and then to Minneapolis and my son jumped on the plane there. We flew to Chicago. From Chicago, we went to London. And from London, we flew straight to Tel Aviv. So long, long days with flying. And all of a sudden, you're in Israel. There is only one airport in Israel. And so you're in Tel Aviv. And the very first thing, you get off the plane, and you have to go through customs, you know, and security. But there's no lines. No, there's no lines. It's just a big mob of people. There's, there's no lines. It's like you want to say, would, would this like, you know, I was your first (laughs) teacher. Yes. (laughs) Could we just straighten this out a little bit? But, uh, yes. And that was a kind of a jumble at first. You just, you just fend for yourself. Everybody's just in this mob of people. So that was a little bit frightening. And there were soldiers all, you know, at the doorways. And of course, but right. it's a little, it's a little scary and intimidating. Yeah. Uh, however, because of our, I think my former pastor with, they, they reassured me, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Is it just part of the, it's part yes, of the experience and journey, experience. right? It's Absolutely. What you're do. So yes. you get through the airport, you start mm-hmm. getting settled. What was the first site that you had the opportunity to go visit? Or maybe even it was an experience before you got to go visit a site. Well, we actually came in pretty close to evening. Um, and we had to wait. We were waiting for another group to join us. And so it got even later. But my, I was really surprised at the airport. The airport was very modern. And, uh, we, we were just surprised. My son and I were very surprised. It was very, very modern and up to date. And then we, we jumped on the bus and you could see the land was very rocky, hilly, very hilly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the towns are far apart. I mean, there was no cars back then or trucks, so they had to walk. Mm. Um, from Nazareth to Jerusalem is very far. 
and uh, you know they're they're walking and it's rocky and it's hilly and yes it was on all that and we drove that first night to Tiberius and spent the night at Tiberius okay. yes it's it was it's just surreal totally surreal yeah. yeah so you get up the next morning you're oh. ready to just take on this journey so talk start walking us through like how this journey unfolds for you we would start every day with prayer. And at every site, we would also have prayer about that particular site. So uh, very much scripture was walking th- this path with us. Mm. You know, what can I say is I just do, do remember what, one of the very first places we went was the Sea of Galilee. Seeing the Sea of Galilee and touching the water, it was it was just it was unbelievable. It was just, and that Jesus had been there. And then we had the opportunity in the evening, we went back to the Sea of Galilee and got on a boat. Um, there were like 15 of us, began with devotion. Um, well, I guess I'll take that back. The very first thing they did, the crew did for us was played the Star Spangled Banner, which I just was flabbergasted at. And then, uh, we, we had prayer and, um, and then we went for this cruise. Sunset cruise mm-hmm. on this boat that held fifteen to sixteen people, and we had a mess. This boat stopped out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. It was just as calm as could be, and then we had a message about Jesus. What happened when Jesus was on the Sea of Galilee? And then we stayed out there until the sun actually went down. Mm. It was that was just truly a, a, just a beautiful, incredible experience. Um, my son and I always said, you know, what's going to top today? You know, what will top today? And then the next day you go to the Jordan River. And we, we were at supposedly at the place where Jesus was baptized. You know, nobody can be a hundred percent sure, but that was also a very moving experience for me. And, um, our pastors dipped we were not baptized again because we are baptized, but they dipped their hands in the water and we all held hands as they gave a blessing to whoever would want, wanted to participate. So there's sort of this thing to me that's just coming up that as you're having this experience and you're getting a blessing from the Jordan river and all these thoughts just going through like, oh my gosh, this could be the place where yeah. Jesus was baptized. I know. Like, what was going through your mind? I, it, it truly, it truly, I, even now, I think it, it, I made it up. You know, it's, it's just so, uh, it's so powerful. Mm. I think, uh, walking and seeing all these places that we've heard about and read about and studied about forever and ever and ever. I mean, seeing a, tr- a sycamore tree where they, you know, supposedly Zacchaeus had climbed. And I mean, it's, and seeing the Mount of Olives, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's, it was, it was just really, really incredible. Yeah. And, oh. and an unforgettable. It's just, you know, you can't, I can't get past it. Yeah. It, it, and when I go to church now and have the Bible read, you know, it just speaks to me. Yeah. Because Absolutely. you've been to the places. I hope you can go sometime. Oh, I'm uh, sure I'll be going. Yes. Don't worry about it. I'm, I know that God has it. it, it it's in the plan. It's in the plan on his timing, of course. Of course. Um, as you're talking, and I know we have more to talk about, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be taking a brief pause here, Marilee, but one of the things that just really strikes me that you're talking about is that all these experiences became so real to you to the point where literally you picked up your Bible and you had new eyes looking at the scripture. Oh, absolutely. 
you know, it wasn't just a story anymore. All of a sudden, you were part of that story, mm. you know. And uh, the only thing that wasn't present was Jesus in person. Mm. But, uh, of course, we know that Jesus is with us always. And yeah. that is one of my favorite verses, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. I am with you always to yeah. the end of the world. Yeah, and I think that comforted me, too, knowing that he walks with me, even though uh, he's not here, you know, in person. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and knowing that he is truly walking with you, you know, on this journey. And, you know, one of the things that I just often think about is that when people come back and relate their accounting mm -hmm. and being a part of the accounting of Jesus's life on this earth, that it just makes it so real. Yes, it does. And, yes, it does. And all of a sudden, it's not just a name sitting in a book. Like, this is a real place. Like, yes. this is a thing. Like, yes. we, we, you can't make this stuff up. I like to say, Marilee, we're going to take a brief pause. Right. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of these other places that you had an opportunity to visit. Mm -hmm. And we'll keep talking about what it means to make scripture real for people. Okay. Because I think this is a big thing for people of, of okay. you have new eyes looking at your yes. relationship with yes. Lord. Friends, we're going to take a brief pause to thank our sponsors who make this program possible. Please don't go anywhere. We have so much more to come about Marilee Burmeister's experience in the Holy Land. This is Deb McGregor. Live joy, share joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Live Joy and Share Joy. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218-248-6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Marilee Burmeister. We're talking about her experience in the Holy Land, her dream of a lifetime, her making the scripture so much more real. Marilee, thanks again for joining us and, and welcome back. <laughs> I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank uh, you for just, inviting me. It's like, I feel like I'm sort of getting a little piece of being there uh, along, just listening to you talk about it and your passion. Like, just, I can just feel the passion oh, oh, for it here. You're sweet. You're sweet. Well, it, it, it truly has changed my life. I, I absolutely can't ex it's really even explain it because uh, we have heard these Bible stories forever and ever and ever. And to actually go to Cana and go to the church, you know, where Jesus made uh, turned water into wine. I mean, to actually see that place and then also to go to Golgotha or what they believe is Golgotha. It's this mountain that actually looks like a skull. And, and then to walk the path 
that they believe was probably Jesus' tomb. They're very, uh, they're very good about not insisting that it was mm-hmm. because there are different interpretations. But our, our church, the Christian church believes it is in the gar- was in the garden, mm-hmm. the tomb, and walking in the tomb. We could go inside the tomb, and then we walked to another area while we were in the Garden of Gethsemane, and we received Holy Communion. I mean, it was, you know, you just want to have tears coming down your face because it was so moving yeah. uh, to to realize that Jesus was there. And, you know, in that area, Jesus was nailed to the cross and died for all of us. Uh, it, it was just just unbelievably um, powerful, very, very, very powerful. I can feel um, it even yes, as you're talking about yes. it. It's like I can feel the emotion coming yes, up in yes, this. Yes, yes. So that that was just incredible. And then um, very, at the very end of our trip, we did follow the Jordan River. And it was really interesting to see the Jordan River. Or by, by the Jordan, it's very, very dry. It's like a desert. And the Jordan itself is very brown. It's brown water. And the area that we stopped at, which they believe is the spot that Jesus was baptized at, was quite narrow. And they had a rope going through the middle. And on the side that we were on was Israel. And on the other side was Jordan, the the country of Jordan. And the people were waving at us, you know. (laughs) Uh, But the water itself was very brown um, looking. And then the surrounding ground was all sand. But then we got back in the bus. And as we traveled, they they pull the water from the Jordan River and have these beautiful crops, which is just unbelievable. All these beautiful green crops that they are growing full from the water, you know, because it's such a dry area. Well, we proceeded on down from there and ended up at the Dead Sea. And the Dead Sea is, <laughs> well, the beach is very muddy. It's it's very muddy, and and a lot of people went swimming. I did not. My son did. Uh, I walked in it though. It's very heavy, filled with minerals and salt. And the anybody who went in it, which a lot of people did, they were not supposed to duck their head. My son right away dove in it and head first, <laughs> and we said, "No, no, no, no! You need to come back out because it can, you know, hurt your eyes or for, at least for a while." But uh, yes, that is. Interesting, very interesting too. And just, just to know that the Dead Sea is receding. I mean, you know, it's, it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, you know, maybe there won't be a Dead Sea down the road, huh? I don't know that because they told us where it used, where it used to go to the, yeah. the shoreline. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, no, but you don't want to necessarily lay on, lay on the beach because it's pretty muddy. So we were really surprised about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, and and I could offer that I think this is one of the fascinating things. When we read scripture and we read about places, Mm -hmm. isn't it interesting how we make these images in our mind of what it's going to be? Yes. And then you get there and you realize, oh, this is what it is. Yes. And what I'm... What's really sticking out to me as you're talking is this sense of, oh, now it makes sense why when people talked about washing the feet before entering the home because of mud or sand, right? All of a sudden, things start to make more sense because once you've been there to see the terrain 
or what's there. Did, I'm curious yes. if that was a noticing that you had. That was very noticeable, very noticeable. And we were just shocked at the terrain because it's so very rocky. Mm. And we we said many, many times, you know, there's no cars. There were, there were no cars. There were no trucks, no motorcycles, you know, and they were strictly having to walk. And so, um, yeah, the, and, and it was mountainous. Uh, the, from where Jesus lived in Nazareth, we did see his home, supposedly home, yeah. which is absolutely incredible. And they had a well that that they say was Jesus' well for his family, and we actually drank out of it. Uh, I drank water out of it. It it was perfectly clean. It didn't kill me, um, but some people didn't. But yes, it those things were just like, how can that be? Because it's been thousands of years, you know. Um, really, 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 really surreal. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I just it's almost like again, kind of seeing it through your eyes yes. and through that experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. As you think or reflect back on this, uh, I know you had, in, in our conversations before, the, the blessing of the Jordan River for you was definitely a mm-hmm. highlight. Yes. What else do you feel like biggest takeaways that you just, it's sort of like the thing that just keeps coming back to you over and over? Well, I think certainly the Garden of Gethsemane and the, the tomb and that whole area is is just absolutely Wonderful. And another area that really speaks to me was, and which I was really shocked about, where Jesus was born. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all thought, we all think he was born in this stable, this creche that we, you know, supposedly are stable with, you know, a boards or a shed or a barn or something. And supposedly we, we did not go in a shed or anything. We went in a cave. Uh, and, we went inside there, which, and they believed that it was much more s- something similar to that. Mm. And, uh, that was really, really surreal. And it was absolutely, Deb, it was unreal how when we went in, because there were other tour groups there, when we went in, um, we'd be in, a, we were in a line because there'd be another group coming out. They were singing angels we have heard on high, but they were singing it in their own language. Mm. And we could all join in the Gloria. We all sang the Gloria together. And it was, that was really, really, really moving. Mm. On a Sunday, we went to a Christian church, uh, and it was all English speaking. The whole service was English speaking. However, at the Lord's Prayer, we all said the Lord's Prayer in our own language. And that was, that was just, I started to cry at that. Mm-hmm. That was just all these people. There were like 200 people there. And at the beginning of the service, I'm just all over the place right now, but the pastor had us all tell where we were from. So there were quite a bit of us, a few of us from the United States, but there were also people from, you know, lots of other countries. And so we knew that there were, in fact, there were hardly any from right from Jerusalem. It was at Jerusalem. Anyway, but when we got to the, it was a real surprise. And that, that really, that really made me cry. That, that was unbelievable how we could all come together and share in this fabulous belief of our, you know, our Father who art in heaven. It was, that was terrific. That was yeah. just really terrific. Well, yeah. we're all joined by Jesus, right? Oh, we are. I mean, and to have that Lord's Prayer, I mean, you could just picture the scene, right? With all yes. these languages. And yet, yes. here we are talking about, you know, yes. God, our Father, and Jesus, Son. And it just, oh my gosh, how profound is that? It's so wonderful to know that there are so many others in the world that believe 
in our Lord and Savior also. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Amen. I mean, I, I feel it. Yes. Are there any experiences we haven't covered that just feel so important to share? Well, I I think I've I there's there was a lot. There's a lot, you know, because you can't simply cover every single thing. But yes, I think I've hit most of them. And um, this has just been incredible for you to ask me to do this. Um, well, I'm, I I have a couple more questions if it's okay sure, with you. Sure. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who might be thinking about going to the Holy Land? It would be my wish that every person could go. However, you do need to go with, I would encourage a reputable group. Go with uh, somebody who maybe has been there before. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody you know, but maybe a reputable group. And um, I, I would not go alone. I, personally, I would not go alone. And it was perfectly safe when we were there. I felt perfectly safe, but it. I felt safe because I think of the people I was with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, my son and I have mentioned that. We don't know if we would have felt as safe if they hadn't been with us. Mm-hmm. But they kept saying, no, that's okay. That's okay. That's that's normal. That's normal. We didn't feel quite as safe when we were in Jericho. Um, you saw much more military around. And we were nervous about that. But no, they said, that's okay. That's It's okay. Yeah. So... Yes, in fact, when we went in a gift shop, uh, our whole busload, which was like 16 people or 17 people, it was a Christian gift shop, mm-hmm. and uh, they locked the door so that we would have the store by ourselves, and yeah, mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be people begging, you know, for money or yeah. whatever. Well, you mm-hmm. you were on the journey, right? Like, yes. this is a piece of that whole journey. Yes. And I guess finally, it just, um, your relationship with Jesus I know you said the word has come more alive to you. What have you noticed about your relationship with Jesus just since this experience? Oh, I, you know, he, I just, he's just with me all the time. Uh, and it seems like there just isn't hardly anything, anything, if you put your soul and life in his hands. Um, you know, I've had open heart surgery and it's not my will, but his will. And, um, yeah, it's just, I, I just feel the closeness of his presence, I think, more than ever, and um, know that he'll be with me always, you know, even though it might not always be this ending exactly at the time, right time that I wanted it, you know, in his own time and will. Yeah. Yes, I, I just feel a real connection, a real close connection with Jesus, and, and I don't think uh, I have the fear of and ending your your life or you know that fear is kind of gone you know the, i think a, a peace has come back, come over me mm. and um yeah just knowing really we always knew i always knew that god was with me but now i really know god is with me yeah. always yeah. is with me always till the end of the world yeah yeah emmanuel god Amen. is with us right yes. like it's just yes. it's it's just so real and as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh, from teaching children to now teaching us Aww. about this amazing experience that you had in the Holy Land. Yes, yes. I, I never beautiful. thought that I would be able to go. And so uh, that was that was just an incredible achievement to be able to do that and do it with good friends. Yeah. It was terrific. Yes. Yeah. And your yes. son, too. And, my, and our son, yes. Yeah. Yes, it was such a joy to travel with him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Marilee, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, Deb, you are just such a, a dear and such 
you bring so much joy into this process, and I just thank you for inviting me so much. Yeah. I, I hope I uh, encourage someone else maybe to, to travel to the Holy Land. And, uh, you know, uh, I know that they would be very much blessed by their journey. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen yes. to that. Mm-hmm. We are thanking Marilee Burmeister for joining us for today's program, thanking Philip Elke for engineering today's program, and thanking you for choosing to listen and reminding you to live, share, and lead with joy. This is Deb McGregor. Have a great day, friends. Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.